Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Ungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. I am Charlie Ungemach, and my guest today, finally got him on here, Chester Reinemann. What's up, Chester? Doing well, Charlie. How about you? I'm doing great. Uh, we got a workout in this morning together. It was awesome, like old times. All right. Chester is one of my old roommates. He's a good friend of mine um, to me, one of the guys that most exemplifies Christian manhood. Uh, I respect you a ton, Chester. I'm really, really happy to have you. Um, let's get to know you a little bit. Let's, let's talk about Chester. What's your story, man? Well, I'm just a normal dude. I grew up in a Christian family. I was brought to faith uh, through baptism uh, when the Lord... Uh, sent his Holy Spirit into my heart uh, the day of my birth when my father baptized me in the hospital. And uh, God has been working on me ever since. Uh, he made sure I had parents that uh, taught me the Christian faith, uh, taught me Jesus and his forgiveness for me. And uh, uh, where, my, where my life changed uh, and how Charlie and I got to know each other, it all comes down to uh, we, we met at Martin Luther College, uh, the College of uh, Ministry for the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, our church body. But how I got there is is kind of the pivotal moment in my life, and it happened my first year of college, which was not at uh, Martin Luther College. It yeah, happened, where'd you go? happened at the uh, University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. Uh, I chose there to, to go uh, study biology. I wanted to become a medical doctor. And, uh, well, how do I say it? It uh, definitely took me out of my comfort zone. None of my friends, none of my high school friends went there. So, you know, I had to, I had to meet new people and I hadn't really had to do that yet in my life. I uh, went to a grade school where most of the kids went to the same high school, uh, kept a lot of the same friends. And now all of a sudden I'm at a school in a dorm with a random roommate. <laughs> <laughs> very, uh, random. <laughs> very random. <clears throat> very random. And uh, we, well, my faith was challenged. I'll put it that way. I had a lot of I had a lot of wonderful Christian friends who uh who shared their Christian beliefs with me and it you know they were different from mine. A lot of them were different from mine and I I wondered why that was and you know I wondered is is what I've been taught is what my pastor been t- telling me what my parents have been teaching me is that is that the truth? Um you know is should I be a Baptist? Um I'm Lutheran right now and I was as a as a child and as I grew up but I wondered you know should I should I be a Lutheran? Uh, should I check out non-denominational churches? Um, I didn't really think about becoming, well, I'll leave. <laughs> uh, there's a number of sects of Christianity that I never, never considered. But anyways, um, I was, I saw Christians and I saw different styles of worship. I saw hands in the air. I saw very, very uh, somber and respectful worship and um, things I wasn't used to. And it made me wonder. So I, I went back to scripture and uh, I figured out what the truth was. And it, uh, I do heartily believe that the Lutheran faith at least is, is the closest 
to what uh, God wants us to believe. Um, and that, uh, yeah, it's basically we're sinners. We deserve punishment and hell. But Jesus, God sent Jesus, his own son, to uh, experience hell for us uh, that we don't that we shouldn't have to. And he invites yeah. everybody to believe in him. Um, and he says, you know, whoever believes in Jesus as the Savior, the one God sent to fix this wrong, fix this problem that we have, those who believe in him will go to heaven um, when uh, they're taken from this life. And uh, there's no, that's what, uh, that's what the Christian faith is. It's what uh, Jesus is the person we put our faith in. He's our God. He's also man. Um, that's mind-boggling, but it's part of uh, the Christian faith. It's, 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 we're talking about God here, and God is, in many ways, uh, not comprehensible. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, and also that gospel that, that God would actually sacrifice his own son. Uh, God himself would die so that human beings uh, could live forever in eternity uh, with God. Uh, that's, you know, that's what the Christian faith is. That's what the Lutheran faith is. And right. I, I really started to appreciate that in my first year of college. And I saw a lot of other Christian denominations who had that same faith, but they, uh, they believed, they didn't quite believe that. They didn't quite believe that Jesus had done everything for them, had won a life in heaven, and had gi- it gives that as a free gift. Uh, by to us by faith in him and uh, that that really started to worry me I didn't want people to to be confused about this wonderful message um, that will get us to heaven and so uh, that drove me to to think about being a pastor ditch the biology major and so I completed my first year of college and uh, I was enrolled at that time in two schools I could I could go back to Eau Claire I could go to MLC which is Martin Luther College and, uh, man, I remember waking up every morning that summer after my first year of college with a pit in my stomach, did not know where to go. Uh, I could, I mean, I loved, I loved where I had went. I had a lot of really passionate Christian friends, a uh, great community there, but, uh, I knew I didn't really want to study biology anymore. I knew I had a passion for telling people God's word and a new appreciation for the gospel and for Jesus. And I wanted people to know about that, but, you know, I was terrified of public speaking uh, wasn't confident in that area, and a well, little pastor has to do that every week, pretty much. So, um, I had some fears, and uh, I read a book, a wonderful book called Wild at Heart. I do not believe <laughs> everything that that in that book is correct. Yeah, uh, we we've talked about that book before it, mm-hmm. uh, by oh, what is John his name? Eldridge? Yeah, John Eldridge. Um, not necessarily doctrinally sound, but man, can man does he talk about the the nature of the man's heart? Yes, I, I love the way he talks about that. I don't, I don't agree with everything he says, but he had some great ideas. And uh, one of it was a quote from that book that actually got me to to finally decide to transfer and try out uh, studying for pastoral ministry and studying the Bible full time as a student. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he said was, uh, "The world needs people who are passionate about what they do." And uh, I thought, you know. I like biology, but I'm I'm more passionate about God's word and about uh, telling that to people uh, what God says and what has to, what God has to say about uh, Him sending Jesus to save us. And uh, so I figured, 
why don't I just do that? And there's other fears I have about public speaking, about whether I could do that job of, of being a pastor. I figured maybe maybe those little maybe I'll develop those <laughs> those those <laughs> those abilities and, and work on those skills. Um my passion will help me through that. And uh I ended up transferring and it happened to be the best decision I think I've ever made. Um but you know, I I did not make that confidently that decision. Uh, I made the decision, you know, I'll try it out. If I don't like it, I'll transfer back. That was my mindset. That's the only reason I went. But uh, happy uh, John Eldridge was able to give me some insight. Um, yeah, it's a great book. It's a good read. Uh, go get it. It's a good read. Though, uh, quick, I I, I have, a, I think, a, a way to perfect what John Eldridge said there. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. Um, and it's something that Mike Rowe uh, the guy from who hosted that show, Dirty Jobs. I love Mike Rowe. His new podcast is awesome too. Mike Rowe is the man. Yeah. So Mike Rowe has something to say about that. You know, we have a lot of people chasing their passions and their dreams in this day and age, and that's kind of that's kind of what the American dream is in a, in a sense. And uh, it, it's not exactly wrong to do that to chase a dream, to to follow your passion, to want to do a career, uh, do something in life that is your main passion. But the, the reality is, and Mike Rowe tells us this, is that there's not a lot of opportunity um, with, you know, any particular... Some passions don't have a lot of opportunity. And you can't... It's, or it's very difficult to make a living <laughs> off mm. of those passions. Like podcasting. Like <laughs> podcasting. You know, you can think of, you know, how many psychology grads do you know, uh, you know, who... I mean, psychology is a great major, but you can't really do anything with that, that right. degree. Yeah. Same thing with a biology degree. You need, to, you need to go to grad school afterwards to actually do anything with it. Right. Uh, you got passion for things, but is there an opportunity and do you have the ability to do that? And a lot of people graduate college with a degree um, in, some, in a very great field of study, um, but then figure out that, oh, I don't, I'm not really good at this. <laughs> yeah, $1,000 in debt and I can't use what I just learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what Mike Rowe says is... Um, Follow opportunity and then take your passion with you. And I think that's a, a safer and a, I think a better outlook on, on career choice than just following your passion. Because yeah, you can do, it. make sure you can, you can do what you do something to support yourself. And if you want a family one day, support your family and uh, do something to serve others. Um, and if there's no opportunity or you don't have the ability to do that, then maybe you should think about something else. But you can still take your passions along with you mm-hmm. uh, in the areas you go. You, you can keep your passion as a hobby, you know, uh, give it a give your work um, a certain flavor with that passion that you have. Um, you don't have to go full time in where your passion is, but you can bring your passion along with you. And I think that's a great a great mentality to have. And I think that if I had known that back then, too. Um, I would have made the same decision. Uh, that reminds me of a story. There's a guy at the, the congregation I grew up in. He's good friends with my dad. And he's a strong leader in that congregation. But he uh, went to school. He's got a great voice. And he went to school and had a double major. He was a biology major and he was a vocal performance major. He said after his sophomore year of college, his, um, ed, his administrator, his advisor, called him into his office and said, Kevin, you've got two choices. You can be a person who sings professionally and does chemistry on the side and they usually end up in prison or <laughs> you can be a chemist who sings on the side and those people usually do pretty well <laughs> he said well i don't want to go to prison so he he made his major um chemistry and then 
uh, just sang on the side. He ended up singing in Boston for years professionally, um, but now he's a big wig at Abbott Labs, doing really well for himself. So that I just yeah, it rings true what you're saying for sure. You can you can pursue those opportunities and pursue pursue those passions at the same time without necessarily tying them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the moral of the story is. Don't do anything that'll get you in prison. <laughs> don't do anything that'll get you in prison. <laughs> At least anything that's sure. That, yeah, don't just don't. <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you, you went to MLC. Um, you showed up. You got cut from the soccer team. Uh, you played football. I did not get you cut. didn't get cut from the soccer I'm sorry, Chester. So let's talk about your time at MLC. Oh, man. Oh, MLC. Oh, how, about, how about you tell the story of how we decided to be roommates? Okay, yeah. So, um, so Chester, were you on the football team yet? No, I was not. No, okay. So Chester was just working out in the fitness center. Um, and after, after we worked out in the fitness center, we went back and took a shower in the locker room. And all the sports at MLC share a locker room. It's a beautiful, it's a really nice locker room. Um, we're staying in the shower room together. It's just the two of us. Um, happened to use the same like standard of shower heads because one of those with like the pillars and shower heads go all the yeah, way around yeah. them. And Chester and I start talking and it comes up just randomly in conversation that I don't have a roommate for the next year because uh, nobody wanted a room with an RA, which <laughs> I understand at least to a point. Um, and Chester looks at me and goes, well, I don't have a roommate for next year either. <laughs> it's so right there. I said, well, you want to be roommates? <laughs> Shook hands right there in the shower, and, and the rest is history. So yep. uh, I loved rooming with you. you <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Same. You Did brought out brother. the best in me, and we, we had a lot of fun too. So uh, we, we played the line pretty well there of, of having a lot of fun, being college, being young and stupid sometimes, uh, but also – uh, enthusiastically and um, heartily pursuing what it means to be men, uh, what it means to be godly men, and, and, and that excellence that goes along with it, but also just being being young, being 20, 21 years old and having a blast too. Yeah, and we ended up becoming accountability partners for a while there. It's easy when you're roommates. Yeah. That was uh, kept each other in check. Well, that's a huge piece of being a man too is just that ability to develop relationships, and I think uh, both with Nick Cresson, who I'll have on, on the podcast and interview in the future, and with you and a couple other guys, um, like I use kind of the strategies we use with each other intentionally or not to build that relationship. Um, it like helps me frame the relationships I'm building now with people around me. So like, what can we do? What conversations can we have to draw each other closer to each other? Um, and that like this huge for me, it's huge to be able to do that. And then always to know that I have a circle of guys that just, from now to the day we die, your phone call away. So it yeah. means a lot. Our, those relationships from those college years where we all got to live together, they mean a lot. Yeah, what uh, earlier what, what Charlie was trying to say, he said I got cut from the soccer team. <laughs> I chose to leave the soccer team. Because? Nah, I'm just going <laughs> to leave that out. Anyways, uh, Charlie helped me get into on the football team. Yeah. They, they, at the time, they uh, Martin Luther College is not a very big school. And uh, we didn't uh, we didn't have a very big football team either. There's like 40, 45 guys, I think. Yeah, and something like that. They, they, got, they didn't have a kicker. They go for two points after every touchdown. And uh, I went to, you know, I heard I heard about that. I'm like, you know what? I I could kick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, well, so- and you I'm did a soccer well. player. I know how to kick a ball. <laughs> so uh, so I talked to Charlie about it. He encouraged me. I, I decided to, uh, I watched some YouTube videos for a week, <laughs> how to kick a football. Because it's D3. Yeah, it is D3. Yeah. And we had another guy, uh, Mike Arreo, another one of our friends. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's an all-district kicker down in Texas, which is quite an impressive feat. But he gave me some pointers. And uh, what do you know, in two weeks, 
I was kicking for the football team, and uh, man, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good to have you there too. Yeah, there's a few things that'll build relationships and build uh, camaraderie. Yeah, camaraderie. There's no better way to build camaraderie than to join a football team. That's what I think. Yeah, it was good to be around. To you um, soccer players out there, you can also have camaraderie in a soccer team. That is not why I left the soccer team. I just you can yeah. still play soccer and be a man. There's nothing. There's no. There is. I think soccer is a great game. So. I think it's a great game too for for you. Played it for, <laughs> what? I played it for 18 years. You know the average soccer player runs like four or five miles a game. Wow, that is impressive. It's, no, it's it's uh, it takes it takes a lot of physical fortitude and mental fortitude. That's, that's probably why I don't like soccer because I, <laughs> I I I don't like to run. Yeah, that, that, that's the truth. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, if you if you're enjoying what you're hearing from Chester, make sure you tune into the next couple podcasts. We're going to talk about dating. You're going to hear Chester's thoughts on dating, um, and then at the end, we're going to hear some thoughts from Chester about your physical fitness and your ability to function as men so make sure you're tuning back in thank you chester for your time and uh ladies and gentlemen go out and gird up have a good one thanks for listening to the gird up podcast you can find more episodes just like this one on itunes or soundcloud under the name the gird up podcast you can follow me charlie ungamak at on instagram at coach ungamak on facebook as charlie ungamak or you can email me on the good old email at coachungamak at gmail.com. Please make sure you leave a review for this podcast. Make sure we get good ratings. And it's time now to go be the man that God has created you to be. God bless.